Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 278. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in a basement. The week of the Super Bowl. We're not going to dive too much into it because I feel like everywhere else overanalyzes everything. But we will make our final picks before the game, before the end of this episode, just because why not? We'll see if anybody swung from last week. But we're back again. Jeeves, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. You guys can see me a little bit better this week. That's right. You don't um, look like you're in a jail cell. That's good. Yeah, well, I'm downstairs this week. But uh, if you want to find me at, on the socials, it's uh, Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. All right, and Duvall, how you doing? I see you got the, your USA gear on, Winter Olympics. If you yeah. had to choose an event, I know you're not a winter guy, what would it be during the Winter Olympics? Uh, so, so... And, and I got a funny Olympic story, but it, it would be curling. Okay. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever told you the story about this was pre-pandemic about I wore a similar Olympic jacket. It was from the 2018 Olympics. I wore it to a club, and I told a girl I was on the curling team, and she legit believed me. So um, <laughs> that 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 was a wild night, and it all started with my friends telling me, "Hey, we're going to tell everyone you're on the Olympic team." And I just took the story and ran with it. Told her that I trained. Here in Charlotte at the Whitewater Center, and then I also was at the curling facility off of Statesville, and she was just like, "Oh my God!" She was just eating it up. But, but yeah, if you're looking for me, uh, just Duval on Instagram, Ride versus Duval on Twitter. And Duval, I did the Super Bowl shopping today. I got you some shrimp that I'm gonna throw on a smoker for you. So okay, okay. So at least you got <laughs> something, so you won't be too angry watching everybody eat the wings and the pizza. And all that stuff yeah. while you're you're finishing your little detox here until Easter hits. So I did get you okay. some shrimp. So I, I appreciate you being thoughtful. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> all right, and for me, it's J Roll Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, drop a comment, and then of course our YouTube, which we will be doing a reaction video of us as Sad Panther fans watching the Super Bowl. Jeeves may get a little hype because he's going to pick the Bengals, and it's always funny to see Jeeves cheer for teams you don't really know anything about, but we'll go with that. So subscribe to They See Me Rolling with our beer cards, reaction videos, brewery reviews, all that good stuff. Taste test. We've got one more taste test coming out soon, another beer card. So, all right. Guest tonight, actually a young lady who was back in the day at UNCG, I would put on for our fraternity a Miss Red Rose pageant, and she was a contestant in one of the years that I put... I hosted this, help host this pageant, and we've just, you know, as everyone does when you're in college, and, you know, social media's kind of came about while we were in college. Facebook, when we were all, I think, like in high school, and then Twitter and Instagram came, Instagram came the back end of all of us in college, so, of course, you follow, tag them, all that good stuff, and figured, let's reach out. She's got some social medias going on, and have her on the podcast. So, Hannah, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. So catch everybody up, or at least tell, since Jeeves and Duval just kind of met you, a little bit about yourself. It's really funny you said that about the Miss Red Rose pageant, because when you reached out to me to ask me to do this, I was really trying to remember how we knew each other. And I I couldn't, I knew you were in a fraternity and were just a very nice person, but I was like, other than that, I don't remember any kind of interaction, just you being a genuinely nice guy that was around. Appreciate um, that. Did not think about the Miss Red Rose, so that's really throwing it back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, I guess I am here coming to you live from Washington, D.C. Um, went to UNCG, but haven't lived there in almost 10 years. Um, graduated in May and then moved here 
in July, so it's, I've been here for quite a long time, <laughs> it feels like, and um, just, you know, working and working from home for the last couple of years. I um, have just recently changed jobs, but really do health policy for, um, most recently, a manufacturer, but it's really about healthcare access and affordability issues, so um, thank you for having me. No problem. Yeah, I know. It was a while. I know we followed each other on social medias, and I think You've tweeted a lot recently, and then I know you were you you have like two Instagrams. You had your like sassy was it sassy? I, what is it? I can't remember what it was called. The sty, sassy style and sassy vlog Instagram. <laughs> style and sass. That's yeah. it. That's it. Style and sass vlog. Okay, yeah. so you you had that, but I noticed you hadn't posted since like July. So did, did you just get caught up in work? It's really hard because. Um, <laughs> It's a couple things. Um, with the pandemic, I mean, you all know, like, some days I'm really just dressed from the waist up and <laughs> haven't really done um, anything else. So you, for a long time, wasn't really going anywhere. I wasn't shopping because, like, what's the point of new outfits or anything? Um, and so then it was just kind of like I'm highlighting some trip stuff. Um, but I haven't posted in a while because also my husband is a really bad cameraman. I don't know if he can hear me downstairs, but you know what I'm saying? So my husband is six five okay. and I'm five seven. So oh. I'm kind of a taller girl, but he's literally a foot, almost a foot taller than me. So all of the angles are just wild. And I like, it just, you know, he has to like squat to get how I want it. And it's just some, some things are worth the fight. So okay. if I can make it happen I didn't happen but otherwise it's like it's for fun I don't um I got invited to like a couple events here in DC like a J crew event and stuff yeah. like that um which was fun and nice but you know like you guys doing the podcast I mean you're doing it because you enjoy it and it's for fun and yep. if you connect with people that's great and sometimes so I'll pop up there every now and then because I like to keep my my um my legit Instagram my personal Instagram is I'm private on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, to feed off of that then, if you want to be found, where else on your social medias can you be found? Um, I, I am on Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter because I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> again, it, it's down. It, it's locked down, but I think you guys tagged me. It's MooHP2008. Um, I'll scan you out. I'll see if it's worth <laughs> the follow request. Uh, <laughs> But it's always because I'm in more corporate things, policy things, like DC world. So it's always important to be like, this is my personal opinions or expressed or my own. Yep. And it doesn't reflect like my employer. So it's just, I think it's always easier when you just keep that kind of stuff yep. locked down. So take us back. You grad, Did you grow up in North Carolina or did you grow up in DC? And then kind of that process of going to UNCG and then graduating and then now you're 10 years in, at DC. So how did that all come about? Yeah. So I'm actually, I grew up in North Carolina. So the accent is legit. Okay. Um, I'm from a, I'm from a place in Eastern North Carolina called Roanoke Rapids. Um, so it's literally right off interstate 95. Um, the closest thing is maybe Rocky Mount, if people know that, and that's kind of still a small place. Okay. But, um, so I lived there 18 years and then went to UNCG. And like I said, stayed, um, right the four years. And then, moved here. I had, um, I got accepted into graduate school at GW, George Washington University, and was going to do my master's in legislative affairs, which is, DC is kind of the place to do that. So, um, 
moved here and was interning on Capitol Hill, going to graduate school two nights a week, and then serving in a restaurant the rest of the night. So like me, now at 32, looking back, I'm exhausted <laughs> thinking about it because I never <laughs> want to do that again. Um, but it was a good experience, and I met a lot of people and did things, and then just like that career-wise, D.C. is kind of the place to be, and honestly, because of where I'm from, my parents are not that far, my family's not that far. Um, it's easy, they're far enough to not be here every day, but they're still a good drive. So it did, honestly, Greensboro from my hometown was two and a half hours. D.C., unless you hit major traffic, which is about all the time, but <laughs> theoretically, it's like three hours. So for me, from where I went to school and D.C., it wasn't that much different okay. away from home. Yeah. Duval, I know you got something cooking over there. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, just as, as we were sitting here in the winter, and as you speak on just being in eastern North Carolina, go, then going to UNCG and then going and living in D.C., how was the transition as far as the weather was concerned? And then I know you spoke on like the not only the weather, just the political side of D.C. and how fast it is up there. How much was it or how long did it take for you to really transition because, of course, here in North Carolina, it's much more southern, slower, and Greensboro is a very small city. But then you go to D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, that, that whole DMV area. So how was that transition? Um, it was really hard. So uh, <laughs> because um, I'm kind of like a mixed introvert, extrovert person. So I like my alone time. I kind of say it's like to recharge. But I also need that social connection. And when I had first moved, I got into graduate school, so I knew I was coming. Um, I met this girl kind of through a GW website where you can match roommates, but we had never met. And she knew someone in this area, so they went and viewed this apartment, and um, this person went and viewed it for us and kind of cleared it. So I never saw the unit um, before I moved into it. And the DMV is very interesting because... People can say they live in D.C. and then you ask them and they live like way out in Maryland somewhere, mm-hmm. way out Virginia somewhere. It's not actually D.C. proper. Um, and that's a big, for people that live here, that's a big thing. Like we want to know exactly where you are located. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the apartment was right across the river inside Virginia. So it was a good location and all those things. But coming from North Carolina, you just assume that air conditioning is going to be included. A thermostat will be included in every place you live. And this um, apartment that we walked into, it was July. We moved in. My family, we're like searching for the thermostat. And it was central heating and air for the whole entire building. And so we had no control over <laughs> what temperature it was. Um, and I felt like I was in crisis from the moment we moved in because of that. Um, I'll also say it's just very hard because... I, I moved here and I knew no one, um, which it ended up being fine. Like I said, through different experiences. I, I can make friends. I'm pretty chatty, things like that. But it's just you really are alone for like at the beginning and getting to know people. You have to start from scratch. All your good friends are still back in North Carolina. Like for me, they were either still in Greensboro. They went to Charlotte or Raleigh, all still kind of near each other. And um, so that's hard and you feel like, those nights you're sitting at home alone at first and they're all getting together still on the weekends. Like that sucks. Um, And then lastly, just getting used to a city that really um, has a lot of public transportation um, and not driving everywhere, doing a lot of walking. um, That's a big change. Just getting used to like the Metro and going across and getting from point A to point B, like learning where everything is. 
D.C. is D.C., but it has all these different, it's kind of like New York in a sense when people say, you know, New York City has all these different boroughs, but D.C. has all these different neighborhoods also. Um, you know, it has the four quadrants, so I live in Southeast. Um, so depending on where people are, you don't want to trek there, or it's too far, you know, where you are in the city kind of thing. So you just, it's a lot to get to know, the layout, um, just adjust your life. And then it was really just learning how to make friends. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time, you know, he helped move me in. And then we broke up like <laughs> a few months later because I don't think he ever would have moved here anyway. I think everything happens for a reason. But that first year, like, this is the person I thought I was going to marry. I was really devastated. I wanted to go home. Um, and so it just, I think the first year was a lot. But obviously I'm here almost 10 years later, so I worked it out. <laughs> yeah. What was what was your main motivation then? Because I think we've kind of, I know Jeeves, if you know Jeeves, he kind of went just to community college for two years, so he didn't have that college moving experience. I know I felt similar to that when I went to UNCG. I knew some people, but those first time your parents actually drop you off and you're sitting there, and I remember it was a Panthers preseason game on, and that was the first time I'd actually ever watched a Panthers game, like, by myself. You know, I'd growing up or watching a sport event, it was always at least somebody in the room, somebody in the house, friend's house or whatever. But then in college, yeah, everyone, you start meeting people. But how did you get through that? You know, your boyfriend, you guys break up, you're up there, you don't know as many people to lean on. What was your motivation to kind of get out of that, all right, I don't want to give up and quit yet, I want to keep going? Um, well, I actually, I had been work. I worked in restaurants when I was in Greensboro. I worked at Lucky 32, yeah. um, and really enjoyed that. And I got a job actually from my apartment in Ros- it's called Roslyn, Virginia. Um, and a couple of blocks up, there was this Ruby Tuesday <laughs> and it was really, it was really close to my house. Um, I'm, I can serve, you know, the hours were good because I had an internship in the day. Like I kind of went in knowing I was going to have an internship and had school coming up. So I had, I knew there were things that were going to get me out of the house, basically. But yeah. um, the in, internships are free, and D.C. is really expensive. And, um, I mean, I went from the four-bedroom apartment in Greensboro that I share with some sorority sisters. My half, my portion was like 300 and some dollars. And my half, when I went to uh, Roslyn, was $1,300 a month. Um, <laughs> So, it, I mean, that's a shock because, I, I mean, where my parents are from, like, that, they, we don't roll with money like that. So, that was just, <laughs> get it, like, I had to find income. Yeah. Um, so, I went to work up the block at the Ruby Tuesday for a couple months. So I think that was that kept me out some at night. I made a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, you know, because restaurant people, if you ever work in industry, they are nice people. And so, after work, people want to get drinks. They want to do stuff. Um, so, it gives you some sense of, like, a social life. And then... Um, I was working in in the Ruby Tuesday like two months, honestly. And this man came in with his wife, and they like I served them. And at the end, he he said, "I'm a manager at this restaurant over in Georgetown, um, which most people know is like a more fancy area of DC." And he said, "You're too good to be working at this Ruby Tuesday. Here's my card, and just give me a call." So I did that, and then went to you know working over in Georgetown. So like I said, it just, I think I just kept myself busy in different ways. And um, I think sitting at the house by myself, to your point, like watching TV alone, all that kind of stuff, I think that would have made, that was always the time that it felt the worst. Yeah. Anytime I could get out and interact with other people and um, have different experiences and stuff, uh, that was always, you know, a good thing. So I know Duval asked about like the political climate and the speed of it. 
how much faster is it up there than it is down here in North Carolina. Now, us being in Charlotte, it is, you know, we've had our fair share of fiascos and stuff like that, but what is the difference you saw from going to your small town, then Greensboro, then D.C. on that aspect of just like, now you're right there in the mix of everything. I think it's just a lot more, um, it's a lot more things going on. So there's different, like, it depends on how you end up, where you kind of end up with work. Because um, where I am now is a little bit, it's still political, but it's a little more political adjacent. Um, I was lobbying at the last place, so that's like direct outreach. And I think that to members of Congress, and I think that is more like, you know, pre-COVID events and networking and all of these things that are going on. So you kind of keep, I mean, brunch is huge here. Happy hour is huge here. Um, <laughs> like everybody happy hours. It's just the thing you brunch, like it's the thing. Um, it, because it is like you, you know, a lot of people and people want to meet up and they want to do all these things. Um, cause it's like who, you know, a lot of way in a lot of ways here. Um, so I think it's, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely different. You have to plan your commute ahead of time, like just factor in some of that time into your day. Um, it's a lot of call, you're on the phone, like it's a lot of calls, a lot of talking to people, a lot of analyzing and keeping up with how fast things change, which I mean, it, it just depends on the day. It can change really fast or it can be really slow. Um, so you just have to kind of be malleable and adapt to the pace. But I mean, it's definitely a faster pace than um, when I was in North Carolina, for sure. <laughs> Do you have something, Duval? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, so, and, and you said you stayed, like, now you stay, like, in, I think you said southeast of uh, D.C. Uh, I guess, are, are you closer, as far as your commute, I know you're speaking on your commute, do you take public transportation more often now than you did before? And with that, how has that adjustment been? Because, I mean, of course, here in North Carolina and Greensboro, you could just get hop in your car, not traffic, nothing like that. You know, now you have to factor in getting to the metro and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, weather is totally a factor there because I'm pretty sure if you don't have snow now, you'll probably get snow in the next week or two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it just is different. So where we – it's kind of a thing. But where we live now, um, we bought a house a couple of years ago. And I'm really glad we did because, um, obviously, the, we bought it September 2019 and then the pandemic happened. And we both, my husband and I both work from home. So we, before we were in a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. And I'm like, we would have probably been divorced <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but so I think it's a trade off because we, we were able to find kind of an affordable house to buy here because of the area we moved to. There's bus stops and things, but um, the, there's not a good metro stop by my house. I'd have to probably walk 20 minutes, but you can Uber, things like that. And um, I mean, I haven't been in the office, honestly, in like two years, basically. Um, been working home the most, but most places here now are going to hybrid. So once we fully have to go back, um, the new job I just started in January, I'll have to be there two days a week. So usually I can Uber or before my husband, like he could drive me toward his office and I'd hop on the metro there and go to my other job and like we'd meet up. Um, so it's just, I mean, you have Uber, you have scooters, you have the metro, you have buses, it, it, you just kind of have to plan it the way you want. And, I mean, you can pay a lot more to be closer to a metro and things. We just traded off because we wanted to buy a house and get some equity so we could eventually, um, you know, move it to other places. But 
it, we still have cars, I would say, because um, we have a parking pad. We had one car for a long time, and then um, my husband, he sold his Silverado to move here with me. Mm. And I had... I have not stopped hearing about this damn truck. Hey, listen, we, it's, fun, it's funny you brought that up because a couple weeks ago we had a discussion of how important trucks can be. So for a man to sell his truck, I know he's truly in love then. Yeah, he moved He moved from North Carolina, sold his Silverado. Um, he did pay off his student loans, though, with his money. So, like, he did a good thing. But, yeah. um, but he has never let me live it down. So he did have a pandemic purchase. of He bought a second black Silverado truck, just a newer model. It's the second thing. Um, but it is now lifted. It has tires and rims and yep. all the important stuff that you need on it. So, um, But, like, so he can, you know, it just depends on each other's schedules, things like that. Um but with driving to work, like, it just, if you want to pay $20, $25 a, a day to park in a garage close to your job, like, you have to factor that in because Metro still costs money, but it's obviously less. Like, it all, it honestly, it's all a trade-off. So, you, like, you weigh your pros and cons, and then you just kind of plug in the pieces. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and, and in terms of, and um, I know you kind of spoke on the pandemic, and you all kind of moved right before the pandemic, and then now you're both working from home. So how has that transition been for you and your husband and, and kind of talk about kind of like, I'm sure y'all are still together. So obviously it's still going good. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of talk about kind of how you both have been able to kind of navigate through both of them. Yeah. So um, it's really been, I think, where both of our different sides of our personality has come out. I think he, I think we both function the best in a hybrid situation. I think we would like to have the, like to have to go in a couple of days, but then still be at home. Um, we don't have kids yet or anything, but we have, you see my cat is back here. We oh, have yeah. two dogs. Um, so it's like, you know, taking care of them and different stuff. Like if one of us is working from home one day, it's nice. I think um, it was really hard because we both do different things. And I'll say, my crazy pandemic story is I was actually in Thailand in March of 2020 um, at the beginning of March. And two days before we were supposed to come home, um, well, I'll say right at the beginning, I got a new job offer. So on the way to the airport, I signed my offer letter, scan it in, email it, drive to the airport, fly across the world um, for two weeks. Didn't tell my old employer anything. But two days before we were supposed to fly back to the United States, they shut down travel from um, Europe. And they're, you know, 12 hour difference. So we were waking up, we're seeing all this news on Twitter and stuff from America, like, oh, the airport's crazy, people can't get home, all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Um, and we figured that out, got home, but I had to give my two weeks notice and then start a new job all like in the pandemic. Oh, wow. And, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I was. Uh, until recently, I did that job for about a year and 10 months, and that, so that was completely at home the whole entire time I was there. And my husband was working at a nonprofit. He's an accounting operations guy, so he's got a little bit more flexibility. He's not on the phone as much, but it's just I was starting a new job. I felt like I was trapped in this room up here. It's like <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to do a good job and impress people through a screen that you've never really interacted with in person. You're trying to prove yourself, make these relationships, like – I was doing health policy slash lobbying, so that's like building relationships. Um, I'm not going to Capitol Hill because it's closed, so it was just really hard. And um, so, like, we weren't seeing each other. Then 
it, you know, he is a person who's very social, loves um, craft beer, all those kind of things that you guys like too. And so for him, he wasn't seeing friends, he wasn't doing anything. So he was after work, like his way to decompress was playing video games online with his friends (laughs) in the basement, in the basement. So then it was like, we weren't really hanging out after work because he needed that. Then we weren't (laughs) spending any time together. You know what I mean? Um, So it just, I feel like that's when, you know, I think couples, when you're married or you live together, there's times when you're like vibing and it's all good. And then there's times when you're like roommate. (laughs) And when you start feeling like your roommate, you're like, excuse me, this is not, like, one of you has to say, this is not great. <laughs> like, we got to bring some romance. We got to dinner date, like, something. Um, so I think, like, everybody goes through that, but I think it just was exacerbated because you weren't getting that outside connection with anybody, and our families aren't here. So, like, we were alone. Yeah. Alone. Um, and it was just the two of us for a long time, and... Still is, but obviously, like, we still go out now. We've, we've traveled. We've done other stuff with the vaccines and stuff. felt better. But um, at the beginning, it was real hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was – it was definitely a – I mean, you're talking to – besides me, married and two kids, Duvall still living in his nice little spot, doing his thing, and Jeeves living with a roommate and stuff. So, yeah, those guys didn't struggle too much on the lady front or love front during the pandemic. But I know exactly what you're talking about where it's those days of just, like – you know, everybody likes to go to work just to say, hey, I got to go to work. And I don't know how people at my work, there's couples that actually like work together in the office. And and I'm just like, I I love my wife, but it's good to have eight hours away to, to think about something else and to work on something solely that I can work on and then come back and do the family thing. I don't know how people do that, but yeah, the, the, the at-home stuff was definitely, I always always tell people, there's like three things that could come out of the pandemic. Either your relationship gets stronger, you get a divorce or breakup, depending on what stage you're at, or maybe you have kids, and if two of those could happen, three of those, I mean, it just, it's wild how it is, but luckily you guys made it through. We did. And I would say, I mean, we're good. Um, we're in a good place. Like, we made it, but I think... Um, I, again, I'm kind of an overshare. Um, <laughs> I, I will say it like I'll be like, "Hey, I'm really miserable. Like, I need you to do something, or like, can we go? Can we order some takeout and watch a movie? Like, can we do something that we both like?" Um, I think it was just so hard because you your options were so limited yeah. at like for several months, and until people started kind of knowing more and feeling more comfortable and all that, like I said, having like no family up here and stuff too. I mean, we were just we were together all the time. And yeah. I think. We're still together a lot because we're still working at home, <laughs> all of those things. But we spent, like, he was just um, in Kentucky this past weekend on the bourbon trail with his friends. Oh. Uh, things like that. So it's like, you know, now we, we have things to go out and experience. And to your point, come back and be like, hey, let me tell you about your day that you have no idea what happened. So it gives you something to talk about yeah. again. Nice. Yeah, I'm always, a, you say you're overshare. I'm more, I, I like when people over communicate i'd rather you tell me something seven times than only tell me something once and be like i only told you one time i I, you know tell me three or four times about something so then i if i forget it then it's on me it's not on you so what so you're up there you know we'll get a little bit serious for a second you lived in dc when all that shenanigans happened last january and i and like just you you mentioned capitol hill i said what was it like to be living in that area during that riot scenario that just was something 
we hadn't seen really almost ever in our lifetime. It was some bullshit. Because <laughs> 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 um, I will be honest, like, well, I think what people forget is you see stuff on TV, right? And they're like, oh, D.C. is all these politicians and blah, blah, blah. Those people don't live here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they fly they fly here for the week. They do their business. They fly out. Like Congress is in session really Tuesday to Thursday because they're flying in Monday. They're leaving on Friday. Yeah. Um, and there's actually people that live here. People who are born and raised that do other things besides politics here. Like there's a whole community. There's people, I mean we are here. We are homeowners. We do all of these things. Like we have a church here. We do all those things. And I think. It's so frustrating because of where we are in it being the political capital. There's constantly, and especially now, too, post-January um, 6th, with the mask mandate rallies and all this stuff, you know, this is where everybody comes in from out of town across the country to come voice their opinions about things. But they, they really wreak havoc and make it um, uncomfortable or really inconvenient for the people that actually live here. Yeah. And I think that's such a different experience than anybody else in this country really gets yeah. because, um, I mean, it's on both sides, like any type of rally, the women's march or anything, like some, you know, some things I agree with, some things I don't, but anytime a big event like that is in town, um, it just, they block off roads, they do these oh, things, shit. like all of your, your stuff gets messed up. I think the difference with January 6th is, the shit was scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we live here, like there was bomb threats. I don't think that really gets talked about a lot. They still haven't found the person that placed bombs um, in D.C. Yeah. But, I mean, the people were everywhere for days leading up to that, walking around, driving around, yelling at people that lived here, um, like getting an altercation, things like that. So when people, we know people like that are coming to town, like, okay, stay away from this area this weekend, you know, blah, blah, blah. And for us, we live on the east side of the river. So from southeast, you have to cross the Anacostia River to get over into, like, the D.C. island, basically. And they shut off. Like, we technically live in D.C. proper, but they shut down the bridges. We couldn't wow. even get across for um, several days. And then by the time inauguration came around again, um, we had a friend who lives over in Navy Yard. Corey was going to go pick him up. We had some special beers. Like, we were going to drink over here. Yeah. And... They shut the bridges down for that, too, because of security concerns. So yeah. it's just like, that kind of stuff is annoying, and it's just like, you want to scream at people, please go home. Yeah. Like, if you want to tear some stuff up, go home and tear your own stuff up. Because it's, <laughs> like, there's really, like, you're interrupting all of our lives. And um, so I think I think that's where my frustration so much. Like, it was just destruction that didn't need to happen. And for me, um, as a person who's lived here for a long time, I interned on Capitol Hill. Um, I was watching it that day on TV when they were counting the stuff. And um, I knew it was bad the first minute when I saw people walking up the steps of the Capitol. Because what people don't realize is you are not allowed on those steps. There's, mm -hmm. like, police out there. There's snipers up on the roof. All this stuff. Like, you do not walk on the steps out there. Yeah. So we were like, at first we were shocked. We are like, oh, my God, people are walking on the steps. Like, that's crazy. And then it just kind of yeah. kept going crazy from there. Yeah. It got a lot worse after that. Yeah. But, um, like, for the D.C. people, we were shocked. Even just, oh, my God, they're walking up the steps. We couldn't even believe it. Like, I would have been terrified to do yeah. that. I, I would have been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it seems like they're finally getting everybody that was a part of it, and, and they're getting yeah. their due there. So, uh, I mean, I think, like, that's the thing. 
you know, to keep it keep it nice for everybody just for whatever reason. I mean, every, like, that's the beauty of America. You can voice your opinion without being arrested or face prosecution. Like, that's the First Amendment, and that's great. But you can't destroy property, and especially federal government property. Like, yeah. they're going to arrest you. I don't know why you think they wouldn't do yeah. that. That's yeah. the same. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a whole other deeper dive, but we'll keep it on the light side on this one just because we're so we don't dive too much into the shenanigans of it all. But, yeah, I mean, that was just – just I figured I had to at least ask you since you are living up there how that day was because it had to just be utter chaos. So Yeah, it was crazy. Um, thankfully, we don't live a couple blocks. I mean, people were kind of stuck in their homes. Like, if you yeah. live close enough over there, like, everything was blocked off or police and this, this, this. Thankfully, we didn't, but we couldn't – like I said, we couldn't get – we couldn't travel with these and things yeah. like that um, to get where we wanted to go. Like, you, so you feel like you're kind of held hostage in your house till they figure out what's going on. And I kind of, I guess it kind of helped that you were still working from home because it would have kind of sucked if you were, say, somewhere and then they locked everything down and you couldn't get back home for oh. some certain reason. You yeah. just you have to get a hotel or whatever it may be for for the night or something. So, well, luckily yeah. it worked out for you. For sure. So back to maybe some some other topics. I see you tweet every now and then about some reality TV. So you seem you seem to like a good little guilty pleasure as we all do. So give us your top five reality TV shows or guilty pleasure shows right now. Top five? Yes. <laughs> I mean that's e- that's easy but hard. You yes. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. I think right now. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race is always up there. They're getting to the point they got so many franchises and stuff running at the same time. They got to keep up there. Um, I'm a huge, huge Housewives fan. Okay. So whatever. Again, right now we've got the end of Salt Lake City, um, where somebody's been federally indicted. So we got to watch this season. The lady like SWAT Homeland Security came to arrest her when they were on their way on a girls' trip. So that was it. Uh, yeah, so uh, New Jersey just started. So all the all the housewives are definitely always in the rotation. Um, we are big fans of Below Deck, okay. the show where it's like um, the the crew that serves all the people in the mega yacht. Yeah, that that season just wrapped up um, another night. I also, I mean, I'm a 90 Day Fiance person okay. too. So Again, there's always 50 spinoffs, so that's somewhere in the rotation usually. And um, I guess lastly, it's kind of a catch-all. It's not a show per se, but um, my husband calls it murder porn because it's like from that South Park episode where yeah. the wife is watching all the true crime ID channel shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's some some true crime mixed in there also. So okay. I guess that's, that's a good five. That's a good five. That's a good five. Where did do you all did I also see you tweet about the challenge? Oh yeah, love the challenge. Are you, do you also watch Survivor? I do not. You do not. Okay. I, do, I am a lover of reality TV, but controversially, I do not watch Survivor, Big Brother, or Bachelor, Bachelorette. Okay, you've got your. What is your? Why is that your your stance on that? Because I want I want to watch shows that. I guess in theory could be scripted, but I don't want to know that they're so scripted. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I feel like I feel like sometimes the bachelor, the cheesiness, just yeah. gets to me. Get, it just gets to me so badly. I'm like, 
as a woman, I'm not throwing myself at this one man in front of 20 some other <laughs> girls who are like, I'd be like, uh, love it or hate it, I'm yeah. in or I'm out, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a little cheesy for me. I respect people as they're saying. Uh, we all have our things. Yes. So some people probably would judge my show choices. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you're in on the challenge and not Survivor. Because I got into the challenge because they started having old Survivor contestants join the challenge. And so now I'm in on the challenge as well. But, you know, you should you should give it a chance. It's a good little look. They've just restarted the whole thing. Duvall's in it now. Jeeves has jumped back in it. So if you ever need another one. But you got a solid top five. So you might be too busy. Yeah. The challenge, I used to I used to watch Real World, so I'm coming from a, the opposite yep. spectrum. Yep. I'm I'm like the old school people, CT yep. of the world. Yep. Um, you know, back when like Camilla was the face of the girls and um, all those people. So um, I'm on the opposite end of like I wish it wasn't so many new people now because we're the they've started doing that challenge All Stars with all the old people yep. on Paramount Plus. Yeah, so that's been fun um, to see kind of. You know the thirty, forty year olds try yep. to compete <laughs> in this <physical laughs> challenge. Um, more my speed, yeah. so that's been fun. But um, do I definitely still keep up with the challenge because you have to. Yeah. So the, the thing that I hate though about the double, like you said, Paramount Plus, and I've wanted to watch the challenge All Stars, but man, if there isn't so many different paid Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, I feel like you know I'm already paying a good chunk of money. For DirecTV, because I gotta have my sports, so I gotta have my Hornets games, my Panthers games. So I pay a good chunk of that, and then on top of that, you pay a little HBO Max, and then like it's just so much these days of trying to watch all this content with just so little time and so little money sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when that's when you just coordinate in the group chat and be like, okay, I'm gonna pay for the subscription for this one. That's true. This one, just share the password. Yeah. Yeah, and then but then I think was it Hulu who got real strict with that where it had to be like your VPNs or whatever for your internet had to match up. Where I think like Netflix was it Netflix too? Well, Netflix I've been good because I, I share. I thought Hulu you you can only have like one home. That like might have been it. The home the, like your home login was like the base, and you can only go out so far. Yes, I think that was it. Parameter or whatever. Oh yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. thank goodness, because my parents use my Hulu and they don't have any issues. So yeah, I so guess. Yeah. I bought I bought my Hulu from a friend in yeah. North Carolina. So. Oh well, she <laughs> she must have <laughs> changed it by now. Maybe she maybe she pays for the premium. You can have like five different people on there or something. But maybe. yeah. I hope, hope Hulu is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my dad have the same name, so I think we're good. That <laughs> might be why we're lucky. You know. Yeah. So. That's right. You're, you got the, your email addresses are too similar, and everything's too similar to to worry about that. Yep. one. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I got a, I got a question since I know you kind of talked about the challenge, um, and I know you being from North Carolina, but still living in DC for so long. What are your thoughts on like the sports teams in Washington? So, how do you feel about the new team name? Um, and and it, or, or if you're a Washington fan, you might be a Baltimore fan. Just, just wondering, just what are your thoughts on that? And have you heard how people feel about the team name? Because I got thoughts on it, but just ask. Um, so we just, we are not Panthers people. Um, I'm growing up in North Carolina. Like we have always been, my family's always been Washington fans. My granddaddy was, my dad and my brother is, all of that. Um, I will say 
the men have very, in my family have very strong feelings about this name that has been chosen, <laughs> uh, as in they they don't like it, like the majority of people. And I think a lot of it stems from their dislike of Dan Snyder, like who likes Dan Snyder. Yeah. Um, and also just as somebody living here, like the the team has had a lot of scandal recently. Um, so the girl who does my facials here was actually a Washington cheerleader um, five, ten years ago or something. Anyway, she was one of those that were affected by that um, videotape scandal that came out, like was on the tape and stuff like that. So it's, so I know someone. It's just crazy. That, so I think he just has a bad reputation in this area. But it's, you know, they're doing an investigation now for other things, and they're talks about the transparency coming from the NFL and all of that around it. So um, not a cool, like not a fan of the name change, but I saw, I saw a TikTok where it said the girl said they should have named it uh, Washington, the Washington Washington. And they all dressed up like George Washington, like had the curly hair coming off the back of the helmet and had like the, the black and buckle shoes, you know, on their cleats and stuff. And it was, I was like, that's good. That's a good one. Um, but the sports teams here, I feel like they were bad for a long time. There's some that are still bad. Um, maybe the name change will help the football team. I don't really know. But um, I, I'm a huge baseball fan. So, like, that's my family's thing. We're huge Braves fans. So, like, this year's been good. God has been good to right. us um, yes. with the World Series win. But the year before, uh, or two years before, Right, you know, before COVID, it was a Nationals win. So for me, both of my teams have won the World Series in my lifetime, which is amazing. Um, I'm a Nationals fan for most of the time until they play the Braves, and then I got to wear my Braves gear to the game. But um, I, so I think the teams are like doing better. The Nats winning the World Series was great. The hockey team has been doing. They won the Stanley Cup before um, the Nats won the World Series. You know, we have D.C. United Soccer. If you're into soccer, they have a huge new stadium over there close to the baseball field. It's really nice, um, and they do well. And, um, and, you know, the Wizards, I don't really know because I don't watch the NBA. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think so. I think there's things, positive things that are going. They've, they've uh, done better in the last few years than they have, I guess, over the last decade. So maybe, maybe some of the teams will catch up. That's true, and that, that's really good you mentioned about baseball because the Braves had, you know, lost one of their star players and they still win the, ser- win the, win the World Series. And then the year that the Nationals won it, that was the year, I believe, that offseason they traded or they got rid of Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. and then they ended up winning the World <laughs> Series. So they didn't have to pay him a buttload of money, and then they won the World Series. So, so yeah. Yeah, and the Nats, they're doing this whole thing because I feel like the Braves dumped people and kind of were in this, like, regrowth phase for a long time, you know, like after the Chipper Jones era. There was a whole bunch of young guys, and they had to start over, um, and they had to get new faces. So then, like, Freddie Freeman became the face of the team. Um, I don't think they've officially re-signed him. I think it's insane that they wouldn't, but um, they got Acuna. Like, I'm a big Ozzy Albies fan, um, things like that. So they got some other people. But the Nats now have – they got rid of Bryce. Now they, they won the World Series, but then they dumped my favorite, Trey Turner. You know, Scherzer, they went to the Dodgers. Um, they only have Juan Soto left. I mean, Juan Soto's great, but it's like they're doing that whole thing, too. They got, they've got to figure out, um, you know, Zimmerman is probably retiring, and he's Mr. National, all that kind of stuff. So they got to revamp the team and figure out who's going to be their new face. I'm assuming Juan Soto. But, um, 
they they got to bolster it back up. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and Strasburger was for a while until he did everything with his elbow and had the Tommy John surgery. So yeah, yeah. but man, that's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. Strasburger. I know, like man, I forgot. I completely was. forgot about that guy. Man, <laughs> does he even play for the Nats anymore? I think I don't know. Hit the Google Jeeps. Well, I'll say this: there's no denying you're from North Carolina the way you just said, Granddaddy. Because <laughs> you said that, and I was like, yep, that's North Carolina. That's the South. Granddaddy? I was like, yep, okay, there it is. There's no denying. So you've and been. That's not city. That's not city, North Carolina either. No. That, you know. Yeah, that's the country, boy. So you've lived in North Carolina 18, well, 21 years, including UNCG. And now you've been 10 years and some change up in D.C. Is this your permanent spot? Do you ever want to move back to North Carolina, or is it TBD? Um, TBD, because my mom is retiring this year. Um, she actually teaches in Virginia because we're so close to the border. But yeah. She's retiring. Um, you know, my Nana is getting up there. She lives in the coldest pack of my parents. Um, my sister is graduating from UNCP this year. So okay. she's down in Pembroke, Fayetteville area. So everybody, I think, is like in a transition phase. All my people in North Carolina yeah. are kind of in the transition phase of like figuring out where they are going to go. And I think most of, I think most likely they're going to be in Virginia somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, um, just because of the career I have chosen, mm-hmm. DC is kind of a place I have to be or some proximity, um, at least to be able to travel here. So um, I think in this area, Probably until I get to a place I can retire or do something else uh, later on. I'm, I'm good for it now. Like it's a fun place. I know you guys like beer. Yeah. A lot of bur- a lot of breweries up here. Yeah. Um, things like that going on. So uh, I think for the majority of the the next few years, definitely be here. But my dream, um, we like to go out to Charlottesville area because there's a lot of wineries, breweries, mm-hmm. distilleries, all of that. Um, and it's an easy like two two and a half hours from here. So my dream is for us to move there and um, have like a bed and breakfast. There you go. And Corey can brew his own beer. And then we're big into rescue dogs. So have it called Beagle's Beer and Breakfast. Oh, okay. Okay. This probably will never happen because I don't like to cook. But somebody has <laughs> got to make the breakfast. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's, we love it out there. So I feel like, one, you know, if we retired or something, that would have some land out there, get a bunch of rescue hounds and stuff, and um, I think that would be nice. But so I think North Carolina always will be a special place, but I think maybe Virginia as well where it all ends for me at some point. But okay. um, who kn- you know, who knows? Because I wouldn't have told you at the beginning of my time at UNCG, I would have been living in D.C., so yeah. who knows? Was that – when did you realize at in college or was it right after you graduated that you would have to move up there? Um, so I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, okay. and I didn't. Um, <laughs> I was, I did pre, my degree is in pre-law, and um, there's a class, political science pre-law, there's a class, shout out to Dr. Holian at UNCG, who's still there. He brings a class every other year to Washington, and you stay for a month, and you stayed at Catholic University in the dorm, and he sets up all these meetings to like, some on Capitol Hill, like nonprofit, um, government agencies and things. You basically interview people, take some notes, and write, like, this compilation journal of what you learned at the end. 
but ultimately you're living in D.C. for a month. So, like, we were going out, we were riding the Metro, doing all those fun things then, and we did a class um, at GW, the program that I ended up uh, getting accepted to, and I kind of realized that you don't have to go to law school to be in politics or to do policy and things like that, um, and did an informational interview and um, just decided I'm going to apply to grad school. So I applied to UVA and GW and American University here and got into the two D.C. schools. So I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to D.C. <laughs> so um, been here ever since. Yeah. Right. It just kind of like I just decided the year before senior or the summer before senior year. And that's how that happened. Nice. Nice. All right, before we get to the notebook, Duval, Jeeves, any final thoughts? I'm good. Nope, I have nothing. All right. I'm good. So, it's our uh, Jeeves, you got the horn? Oh, that was a weak one, Jeeves. That was a weak one. Didn't come, didn't come through. Real. So, the Warehouse Distillery Wine Under the Bridge notebook. I have sent Hannah the Google Doc with all of our random questions as she goes through that and picks one. Just the last little pick em top ten. Eddie Hutto first, Jeff Huck second, Alex Cadet third, Stevie Mooney fourth, Duval sitting in fifth, quarter six, Caleb Smith seventh, Chris Garcia eighth, all favorites ninth, and Caleb D in tenth. I think I'm in like fifteenth somewhere. It's probably all about wrapped up, so yeah. and then we've got our Survivor Fantasy game. Starting, I think, March 9th, Survivor's back. So if you want to get in on that, we'll have the podcast on the 8th. And then, of course, March Madness, fill out all those uh, brackets as well. We'll do that as well. So, all right. Hannah, do you have a question or are you still searching? I think I have one. Um, I was going to ask what would you all major in in pop culture, but I think I've, I think I've changed now okay. to – Cabin in the Mountains or Cottage at the Beach? Okay. Is there a name next to that? There is Anonymous. Anonymous, okay. And it's not highlighted, correct? It is not highlighted. Perfect. Cabin in the Mountains or Cottage at the Beach? Ah. That's a good question. It is. (laughs) Do you have an answer? Me? Yeah. Oh, cottage is a beach, one hundred percent. Okay. We're beach, not pool people. <laughs> I I I would I would lean towards the beach because I think every I at least there's those times like in your mid twenties before you settle down slash got married slash had kids. It's like what you know, you see those movies about just, like, moving to some random beach town and living there and just, like, working out a surf shack. And, like, it just seems so, like, easy and living. Sure. So what, James? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, just, well, just, it just seems like those guys just have it made. Like, you go down to the local beach bar, grab you some beers, grab you some fish tacos, and stress level seems low. Now, the stress level would be high when those hurricanes come rolling through. Yeah. But... I think I would tend towards the beach, but the cabin in the mountains would be nice because then you wouldn't have to be around so many people. Hmm. It's a toss up. I'm still I'm still picking. Duval? Uh yeah, that that that's a tough one. Um I, I, I I'm kinda leaning towards cabin 
in the woods. Um, I don't get me wrong, I love the beach, but also at the same time, in a pool, you know what the hell is in the pool. <laughs> um, and I, you can have a pool, a hot tub, you, can, you know, you can have a lot of other stuff that you can still factor in as far as the cabin. I mean, you still have a beautiful view. You might not have a beach view. Um, and then there's still so many different things you can still do. So, so for me, I think cabin in the woods, you're kind of secluded, you're away from everybody. You kind of can do your own thing, you know. Now, I'm not against the cottage, but yeah. I'm thinking cabin. Jeeves. I... When first thinking about it, I was uh, in the in cabin in the mountains, but now thinking more about it and what I really want is I I take the cottage at the beach. You can just go there and like Jake said, just go to the local local bar, have grab grab a few beers, food, and go back to the house and basically wake up to a nice sunset every morning or. Or sunrise and sunset every night, but I'd go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm leaning. I'm leaning, leaning towards beach as well. I think like it would be hot on some of them summer days, but those nice cooler, you know, yep. and then not having to worry about snow. You know, when I was a kid, snow days were great, right? Because you didn't have to go to school. I feel yep. bad for the kids nowadays because it's going to be like just uh, what you call it the at home days where they're going to have to pop up their laptop they're not going to get true yeah, snow days yeah. anymore yeah no, no more true Vir- snow days yeah it'll be virtual virtual school days or whatever virtual yeah. snow days or whatever but i think i think the beach yeah like if, if it's a nice little spot roll out go for a stroll not have to worry about but the hurricane's still looming in the back of my mind but at least if you're around some people if the cabin in the woods worries me you just out there you could die and be dead for weeks before anybody even knew you was out there because you're so far out there so. Okay, man. First of all, you ain't got to go that dark, man. <laughs> that's, 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 that's heavy. That's heavy. Uh, any, anything to throw in? Throw in, Hannah? I, I was going to say, I think it depends, too, because, like, what kind of mountains are we talking about? Like, are we talking Appalachian mountains out there, you know, pine trees and whatever? Are we talking about, like, I, we binge-watched Yellowstone recently, so it's like, are we talking about, like, Montana mountains? snow and different stuff. I think that might change people's answer, but I'm still, I want to go where it's hot. I can lay out, read a good book, drink a, a cold drink and um, be more slow and just be outside. So I'm still, I'm still rocking with the cottage on the beach. What would be your go-to beach drink? Mm. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of at a, there was a time in my life my answer would be different. Okay. I, I decided I, if you want me to sustain and have a good time for the majority of the day, I cannot drink liquor That's anymore. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. The thirty, the thirties come and get you. They come snatching you, boy. <laughs> I'm just, I dependent. I'm just not a fun person, and it's like it's up, 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 and then boom, you know. So <laughs> I just, just keep it going. Let's keep it good time. Um, so at some point it would have been something with like blue caraca in it. Cause I love blue caraca and stuff. It's just a good fruity drink of some kind. And I guess now, like honestly, some nice crisp seltzer type beer, um, like linen kugels is always good in the summer. Um, something like that. But I'm, I have a mango part here. I think that's pretty good. Um, so like a lighter beer probably. Now would be my my choice. 
Okay. Duval, what about you? Uh, okay, so summer, well, well I, I guess even though I chose the mountains, but a beach drink, uh, probably, probably tequila and cranberry. Man. Yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah. Now, you now, ain't making it to noon. I'll be good. I'll be good. But if it was, if I was in the mountains, it would probably be like some type of rum, like kind of like what what you make, Jacob. Your uh, cider. It'd be a good cider, and a nice little Eddie cup sitting <laughs> on the porch. Okay. So you're going apple cider with some spice rum. Hey, we're, we're dry out here, Duval. We haven't had any spice rum at the house in a while. Okay. It's been a while okay, since that, you that, brought that, the stash. That means I gotta make, I'll make a run for the Super Bowl then. Yeah, okay, that'll work. We're a little dry <laughs> out here, you know. Jeeves, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm like Hannah. If I want to like stay on that up and up and have like a good time at the beach, I'd, I'd start out with like the, the seltzers that we've been trying, like the – uh, Bud Light Sours yeah. that we've tried, or um, any kind of like the Trulies, but of course not too many because of all the it'll get it's heavy on you, and then switch over to like light beer towards the afternoon after lunch, one two o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, you know, liquor it is has come and gotten me. Now that I've hit thirty, so it'd be it'd be tough to start with that. That's a nighttime because I'm with you. You gotta, especially on the beach, you pass out. Once you pass out at three, you're waking up at ten and thinking it's the next day. I mean, nothing can beat a good, just solid summer type of IPA, hazy IPA yep. on the beach if it's cold enough. You gotta make sure you drink them early when you make your cooler because you don't want to. Like sometimes that cooler gets a little warm and then they just don't taste as well. So you gotta drink it early when you get out there. But you know, I gotta watch with with two kids now. You can't get too fuzzy out there because you don't need CPS called on you when you passed out face first in the sand. So it's more so sticking with the light beers and pacing myself these days. And also waking up hungover with two kids screaming is is not fun. Not fun for anybody. So, but. All right, anybody got any? Oh, actually, before we go, I opened with Duvall telling me what sport he think he could do in the Winter Olympics if he had to compete. So now I'll pitch it to Jeeves and Hannah, and then we'll do our Super Bowl picks, and then we'll get out of here. So, Jeeves, if if you had to participate in the Winter Olympics, what sport? Well, I, I you like... Can't, you can't say curling because Duvall already chose it. No, no. That would be a fun <laughs> sport to play. Like, they have a spot over there off of uh, Old Statesville that you can go yeah. yep. like a couple hours or whatever. But that would be a fun sport to play. Um, I think one that doesn't get a lot of, like, airtime or not a lot of people talk about it is luge. Like, to where, like, yeah, I, when I was, like, when I was growing up or whatever, we always had them skateboards and you could just lay on your belly and then just uh, hit the ground and go. I think that would be a fun sport to do. Try out is to lose and just just really go go down fast or whatever. Jeeves, how many times did you do that without a helmet and wreck? I don't think I ever did it without a helmet. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, okay. I, I, might, I might have done it without a helmet. It's starting to explain a lot. It's starting to explain a lot. <laughs> I mean, 
And, now, and, and Luge, Luge, Luge seems so difficult, Keith. Like, I watched, I've watched it. Like, I mean, it's just you. Okay, maybe the I, reason why I, I said it is because it was on before I came down yeah, here. Yeah, they were, they've been wiping out. I've been watching it all day. They've been wiping oh. out like crazy. And they go 70, 80 miles an hour. It's crazy. Once you hit that wall, that's it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Hannah, what you got? So, is this like realistic? What I could. What I could participate in, or what I wish I could participate in, because that would change my answer. Both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Realistically, what I'm probably good at, I could maybe hop on a bobsled and lay down and just stay gravity, take to the bottom. Um, so I'll be on the bobsled team, and then I guess like my dream, I was watching um, some of the ski events because I like to ski, um, not the shalom ones where they're like going so fast straight down a mountain things like that like some other type of ski event that maybe is a little more um slow okay. would be what something i could probably do but um yeah i my dream versus my reality would be a little my that would change my choice i feel you bob sledden's definitely up there i mean we all grew up on the cool runnings movie so i feel like we would cheer for jamaica no matter what my favorite yeah. one and the one I would try to do would be the speed skating. That's my favorite Ooh. my favorite Olympian of all time, Apollo Anton Ono. He was the guy who inspired me to try to grow facial hair when I was in like high school. I grew a soul patch because he had a soul patch. He's my favorite Olympian. So and I just love it. It's just like, be- I call it beautiful chaos because them going around that thing so fast, it's just like it's a poetry in motion, but then all of a sudden, as soon as someone wrecks, they go flying and just it's it's beautiful chaos. It's just it's just awesome to yep. me, um, and it's and you know the longest one I think is like the five thousand meter or whatever. So it's nothing too crazy. So you're not sitting down for a long time. It's quick, bang bang, and just a lot of enjoying and excitement. So that would be mine. Did you watch the uh, team? Speed yeah. Skating? Oh yeah, that stuff's wild too. They push each other and everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was like it was like it was like men and women. Yeah. Going oh, yeah, that was the first year they'd done the the co ed teams or whatever, yeah. similar to the, the yeah, summer Olympics where they ran track. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now we'll get to Super Bowl picks. We'll see if anybody's changed from Duval and Jeeves. Duval, I think what you chose the Rams. Rams. Yeah. Still, 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 still got the Rams. Okay, and Jeebs, you chose the Bengals. You still sticking with the Bengals? I'm sticking with the Bengals. All right, so Hannah, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Someone. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to pick one of the one of the two teams. Make a choice. Um, I mean, I guess the Rams. I'll go with the Rams. Okay. Because I got some people that that you know mess with the Rams, so I'll say the Rams. Okay. And I still, uh, it's funny enough, we did the pick 'em, and the Rams were the underdog at first. Now they are not, but I'm I'm still going with the Rams. I, it might be the kiss of death, but Jeeves is cheering for the Bengals, and Jeeves has been on a big O for win streak lately. Lost uh, his bet to Cheeks, then lost his bet with his girlfriend of Carolina Duke. And now he's got a Duke profile picture. So I don't know who Jeeves. You O for two. Are you going to keep betting? Or you whatever, gonna... whatever I pick, don't pick that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So it may be Rams all the way then if Jesus riding the Bengals. Are you betting still, Jeeves, or are you, are you holding off a little bit? Yeah. I'm done with that for a little bit. <laughs> That's my once-a-year bet with Cheeks. Okay. All right. All right. Any final thoughts? Final? Anybody? 
I'm good. Hannah, anything good final before that. we get off here? No, I mean, this has been really fun. I appreciate um, you asking me to participate and really admire what you guys are doing. Like I said, I listened to several episodes the last couple of days and, like, saw some familiar USDG names and stuff. So I feel honored <laughs> to now be included. Uh, so thank you very much. It's nice to catch up. No problem. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, I think you brought up how you, you're not remembering where we met and all that stuff in Red Rose. I think the last time I saw you in person was a homecoming. I want to say we were downtown. I think you, uh, as we all had, had some few mini drinks. And I think we briefly had like a, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And it was, I think it was a couple years after. Cause did you graduate in 2011 as well? Or are you 12? I'm 12. Okay, so you're a year behind where I was. Okay. Yeah, but there was a big, there was like a big group um, of the sorority girls coming back for, I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of people that came back for that. It's kind of trickled off yes. know, as we get older. But, yes. yeah, I think that's the last time I really have been back. Besides, I did a college tour with my sister. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I don't think I've really been back to campus or anything. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, once COVID hit, I know homecomings all in general kind of shut down for a little bit. And then UNCG did some stuff. But, yeah, it's, we haven't been back. We went back. Uh, we stopped through a couple months ago. We were coming back from somebody's wedding. And we stopped through the bookstore, got a new shirt, you know, took the kids over and took pictures in front of the tower and all that stuff. But, yeah, as you get older, you know, priorities change, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> they do a lot of alum, they do a lot of alumni events up here. So I've been to nice. some of, like, um, happy hours. They've done some at the baseball game. Um, a few of us, like, were on the, I was, like, vice chair of the D.C. alum group for a little bit. So that's been fun, seeing some people and meeting some new people, but. Um, I love my time at UNCG. It's a great place. Absolutely. See, Duvall was down the street at A&T. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he would stop by every now and then and, and have share a couple beverages. So they say. Greensboro is a great place. It, it is. really is. It is. Yes. All right. Well, we'll send it off. Appreciate you, Hannah, coming on. Appreciate you responding. I know since we hadn't really talked or interacted in a long time and be like, who's this guy sending me a DM? So I appreciate you at least responding and jumping on the podcast for us and shooting the breeze with us for a little bit. And uh, Duval, man, how do we end the podcast? Peace. You said you can't.